Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, this is Let's Talk About Myths, baby, and I am your host, Liv, and today I'm here with something very special, and it is a re-airing of a conversation I had last year with Mary Phillips of Myths and Tits. She is a queer artist covering originally Greek mythology, but expanding into so many more fascinating mythologies, including Welsh, which she is. We had an incredible conversation. We've been sort of Instagram friends for a while, so it was so lovely to talk to her. And we talked about queer representation in mythology and larger. So that is the episode you're going to have today. 
because, and you know, I'm all just honest about this. I've been really busy and I haven't had time to edit something new, but next week you're going to have a very special episode with Lisa Charlotte of the Sweet Bitter podcast. She and I talked very fast and loose about Sappho and the things that Sweet Bitter has learned along the process of their podcast. That's going to come after a traditional Sappho episode. So much Sappho. And then the week after that, you're going to hear an incredible conversation I had with Julie Levy all about asexuality in Greek mythology. That is something she has studied very closely and it was utterly fascinating. Honestly, I just know you're all going to love all three of these conversations as we continue on with the fun that is Pride Month. So once again, happy Pride, friends. This is episode 87. The gods were all a little gay. LGBTQIA representation in mythology. Myths and Tits has been one of my favorite artists for a while now. I learned about Mary when she sent me some beautiful pieces way back, and I now have quite a few of them framed in my apartment. Her Medusa is a particular favorite, but then it's Medusa. So here is my conversation with her. It was so much fun, though, finally speaking with this person I've been Instagram friends with for so long and such a thrill speaking with someone who loves mythology like I do. So hiya, my name is Mary Phillips and I'm from Cardiff. I'm an illustrator. I'm also known as Myths and Tits. And I like to illustrate all your favorite gods and goddesses and with the inclusion of LGBTQIA community and female sexuality. So you did tell me earlier, um, before we were recording, that you got started partially because of my podcast, which is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Um, But other than that, so what got you interested in working with mythology and the artwork that you're doing now? Yeah, when I graduated university, I was really interested in sex education. So I just wanted to comment on social issues, always wanted to do something to do with feminism and LGBT community and like giving those people a voice. And when after I listened to the podcast, I was just like, wow, these amazing characters, we haven't actually listened to these stories in such great depth and actually given these characters a personality. And I just couldn't wait to like draw them and just give them a personality, give them a bit of sass, show them in their bedrooms and, you know, their sexual kinks and all that. I just wanted, I just couldn't wait to do it. I was just so excited. That's, that's so much fun. And that's what makes them so cool is that they are like they have so much personality your interpretations of the gods and things I love it thank you yeah I I do try and make people laugh as much as possible it probably gets too much sometimes but I just love it (laughs) I mean hey it's working I really want that Dionysus one you have just like surrounded by the wine that's that's gonna be my next purchase that that's a favorite at the moment but yeah that was one of my favorite ones I think it was because I well I drew him with a mullet then with a mullet and because I've got a mullet and all my friends have got a mullet and I was like right I've got to do and dedicate to the mullet and it was when Tiger King had come out as well and I was like oh my god this is it like what a coincidence and I think that's why people were just so attracted to it and I did animal print in the background as well so that certainly helps (laughs) that's so much fun So who are your favorite uh, queer characters in Greek mythology to draw and for their personalities or whatever? And uh, why? Like, tell me about about that. So one of my queer favorites is Artemis. I just 
love how she's so mysterious. Like everyone always thinks like, oh, she's a virgin, you know, she has no sexual orientation. But I like to go in deeper within like Greek mythology and actually think about her a bit more. Like she has all these female followers and, you know, she likes to be by herself and just, I think I really want to delve in deep with like female sexuality and figure out why they are perceptive as being virgins because I highly doubt that they're virgins, to be honest, or else if they are, then it's probably their choice. You know, I like to deep, uh, go deep in within um, asexuality. Are they a lesbian? Are they queer? I just, yeah. And I just think that Artemis is so intriguing to me. Yeah, I've always been really interested in her too and sort of mm-hmm. what is there. Um, I recently, uh, some people were talking on Twitter about whether she is, you know, maybe uh, asexual or yeah. or sort of a, a similar identification. Um, but I, yeah, I often wonder about her. I think that, it, you know, if, I often wonder if because they called them virgins, whether that actually meant that they were lesbians and in the ancient Greek world, lesbian sex wouldn't be like understood the same way and so they yeah. would consider them virgins right yeah exactly and I, I figured I found out within some of my research that obviously um gay sex was really accepted and male and male romantic love was considered the highest form of love and adoration and I just um I wonder sometimes like why didn't they bring it up I know that women were thought of as like a lesser class than men back in those days. But if they had female gods, then surely they would be represented amongst the women in their own lives. But I think just they just didn't really want to. They weren't interested enough in female sexuality, were they really? But it was it was Dionysus. They're the they're the person who like brought it out of them, you know. And that's that's why I really enjoyed. Um, you know, drawing Dionysus as well, because he definitely does it for the girls and the gays. And that is it. He does. Like, he does. Yeah. I love it. He's amazing for that. I mean, honestly, yeah. he's just like, I mean, without being the god of sexuality, he's the god of sexuality. Yeah, like exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, obviously, a huge part of, of my show without necessarily like, you know, diving into any kind of accepted academic research on the subject, but is talking about... um so much of what we do and don't know because of the way that women were treated. Like, I think probably if you were able to actually go back there, you would find representations of lesbianism more openly and you would meet women who were obviously lesbians in some way or another, you know, it would, but it would be hard for them to live like that just because uh, they, weren't citizens or like considered yeah people without men involved so that's always a fun aspect of it but but yeah I mean because the thing is what we have you know the stories that we have were for the most part told by men Mm -hmm. um every once in a while I get an angry person on the internet who wants to yell at me about how women obviously were like uh you know as a mother figure would have told stories as well and I'm sure that's true yeah, but they didn't write them down, so it doesn't 
it's not the same. Like it's not, you're not able to say that everything we have in Greek mythology is based around women because, oh, women probably told stories. It's like, yeah, they probably did, but women mm. weren't allowed to be writers or, or playwrights or anything. So we don't yeah. have their stories. Yeah, exactly. They've been given the opportunity to write those stories down, but I just keep on thinking like, how amazing would those stories be? They would be so full of some sass. I would love to hear some of those. Well, yeah, you think about the stories we do have from ancient Greece and how Mm. much personality and insanity and just you know, the the drama they like to have in their stories. Like, yeah, imagine if women were allowed to have the same level of personality and the same level of of storytelling as the men were. Like, oh, what a world we'd have. I know. I think about that a lot just in terms of what we don't have, even from the men too, just what's been lost because nobody copied it down or it got burned up or, you know, the number of things that we don't have from ancient Greece. Yeah, like I want to know a bit more about Hermaphroditus's life. Like I know about the, you know, the, the way they were conceived and I would just love to hear about, you know, how they went through life and if they were accepted or not accepted because I think they probably would be accepted if the story was so you know so famous and so popular and I think it would really help like this new generation to figure out who they are and like to actually be inspired just to you know that you know they have that story from the past to keep on living to hold themselves and to be proud of yeah, absolutely. There's so many stories like that. I mean, Hermaphroditus is such a good example. And then the number of trans stories we have yeah. um, proves that the ancient Greeks absolutely understood that trans people were real and that yeah. they deserved to be understood and recognized. And they found ways of of incorporating that into their own world and that's I mean that's something that number one should be taken today like you know if if everyone's going to base their lives around everything the ancient Greeks did back then like why are are we not using that as obvious proof that they understood trans people so why the hell aren't they you know understood today yeah exactly and in a way you know Greek mythology is thought of as being so so grand and like when you go to a an art gallery now and you see all these sculptures and you think wow these are amazing and these are the gods that everybody looked towards to you know to be inspired by and they've inspired so many like pieces of literature art everything and you just think why can't we look back at that and think that's how I want to live my life and that's how you know I'm so inspired by this and it's just going to carry on from there. Absolutely. And I mean, so many, there are so many problematic things that people attribute to Greek, like ancient Greece. And that's why those are okay. Like, I mean, Mm. so many aspects of the horrifying resurgence of white supremacy right now are based around this. Yeah. Like Western civilization bullshit. So it's like, Mm. well, if you can pull Western civilization as your, you know, reason for the ancient Greeks being the, top of everything like why not also notice that hey they had many trans stories they clearly recognize them as people like yeah so do you have any um I'm trying to think of if I know if you've worked on any uh particular trans characters from from mythology in your art or anything or do you have anything sort of planned there so I really love the story of Iphis and Yanthe but I've always found it quite it's quite a complex story. And before I even illustrate something, I, I kind of like to get to the ends of it. And I don't, I always, I'm afraid of like offending people sometimes. I'm just mm-hmm. always too cautious because obviously you should be cautious. 
and you should think about it really hard. And I always think whether or not Iphis is a trans character or maybe they're a non-binary character. And yeah, but I think it is open to interpretation. And just I think if we open up that conversation amongst people and I've been thinking of um, I've been thinking of um, illustrating her and bringing up a conversation amongst my followers. So people who may that may identify as non-binary or trans can maybe suss out who they are, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's Ifas and Yate, I do really love that story and how I always look, think about whether or not Yanthe was just supporting them throughout the whole time. And I always think mm-hmm. they were they were like childhood sweethearts, but Ifas was holding this secret inside inside themselves and after the transition, like whether or not Yanthe was like, Yeah, you're great. You've you are who you've always wanted to be, you know, and I stick by you with that. And maybe it was a problem with the parents rather than Yanthe. Yeah, I would I would interpret it that way too. And it is so complex because mm-hmm. it was also the, the ancient way of understanding it, you know. You know, it's yeah. just, it's multiple stories in one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly and there's always different versions of different stories but I think if we just you know talk about them more and bring them up in, into conversation then it just sparks more conversation rather than decision making and judgment mm-hmm. straight away so yeah yeah I am really yeah. I yeah I love that story <laughs> absolutely no I I actually didn't know that story before I found it for the podcast and it was such a thrill discovering yeah. that one, which is kind of how I feel about any sort of one in Ovid that I didn't know about beforehand because he's just so beautiful with everything that yeah. it just makes it so much more exciting. Yeah. Oh, I, I um, did like a short course on Greek and Roman mythology at the start of lockdown because I was like, right, now is my chance. And yeah. um, I actually got to look through like Ovid and like all the theories behind it and just, I know, it just opened my eyes really to just new ways of of visualizing these these um, gods and goddesses and just amazing people yeah did you learn anything particularly interesting about Ovid I haven't ever taken a class on him and I I love him so I should I should learn more about him as a person but instead I just read metamorphoses over and over yeah yeah so I learned that um he prefers to speak about bodies and like functions and like more of nature so you can see that he often like um, there's transitions between human and animals and all of that and there's more blood and guts rather than just skimming over it and just being like oh you know this happened like he really goes in depth with it yeah and that, that's what I really like the the nasty gory stuff because that's so primitive and it just I like seeing the inner depths of people so yeah I like that <laughs> Yeah, that's what I love about him. And similar with Euripides, is neither of them strayed away from like it just being like visceral and violent. Yeah, it's such a good. They're just so entertaining in that way, both of them. Yes, definitely. And it's just, it's just the goss, the gossip. I was born about (laughs) the goss. I love the goss. (laughs) Ovid was very good for that, for sure. And Euripides, both of them. Yeah, yeah. But the way that they show like female characters as well, they really do give them more of a voice. And yeah, I just love it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They're I mean, obviously they're my favorite. I talk about it a lot, but yeah. specifically because yeah, I mean they're they're so visceral and then the way they they clearly understood women as people as in a way that um most other ancient Greek men did not. 
Yeah. Um. Well, I can't remember his name now. The the poet who was a shepherd, Hesiod. Oh, I bought a book at the start of lockdown as well. And it was just a just a little part of like how, what he thought of women. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, this is where it came from. This is where it came from. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh. Hesiod is a disaster when it comes. He's horrible. To yeah, <laughs> so horrible. The way that he spoke about Pandora, the you know. Oh God! Disgusting, but it kind of goes to show that um, so Ovid was able was able to see women in a different light, even though he did portray them as being like still quite nasty beings. But you know what? Women can be nasty sometimes, just like um, Medea, like with the Euripides. Like it's really important to show like all sides of a woman, like complex characters, rather than just being the housewife or you know, like. Aphrodite, goddess of love and femininity, you know, there's another side to her as well. Absolutely. And it just is about the way that some of them did it in a way that Medea is horrifying, but also Mm -hmm. really sympathetic at the same time in a really complex way that shows that she's a complex, real human versus, yeah, just sort of a stock photo of a woman. Yeah, 100%. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. And I really liked how um, when I was 
doing my um, week on Dionysus and I learned that during Dionysia, so when they would see the play at the end of the three days, they would show those um, plays to spark conversation amongst the crowd. And there was one part of it where um, they were singing the song of the goat or the cries of the goats. They would slaughter a goat at the play and then they would air out their grievances so everybody would speak and women were allowed to watch the plays as well. So it's like the men actually got to see a different side of the women and actually listen to their, their problems and their issues and their emotions. And I just think that that was a good time in Dionysia to spark, you know, arguments, not arguments, but, you know, so everybody could have a fair share and, yeah, a fair say. Yeah, that's really fascinating. I didn't know that, actually. That's really, really interesting. I wanted to look up more on that festival in general, just because it's so interesting. Yeah, it's brilliant. And like one part, they were talking about um, your heartbeat. So as you're watching the play, your heartbeat syncs with everyone else in the um, in the arena. So that's how everybody would be feeling the same emotions of like guilt and pity throughout the whole play so if you're watching Medea everybody's feeling the same emotions and you know everybody's got an understanding of it that's really interesting yeah yeah I find myself at a loss of adjectives when (laughs) when I hear stuff like that and I just repeat the word interesting constantly I know it's it's amazing yeah oh I mean obviously I love this stuff but my god learning more of it yeah (laughs) I got that from ancient history fangirl Oh, God, how do I not know it? I'm friends yeah. with them. I get yeah, on that. They're amazing. <laughs> oh, I know. I love them so much. Um, fab. What are your thoughts on Tiresias, if you have any, in terms of char- trans characters specifically, I guess? So with Tiresias, I find... So Tiresias was transformed into a woman as a punishment, was it? Yes, and then transformed back. And then transformed back, and then shamed because he let slip that women have better orgasms yep (laughs) i mean i mean yeah well thanks for letting that out i mean someone had to i mean it's only a matter of time but i wish that he would have stayed as a woman to be honest and got to experience a bit more rather than just saying uh you know what happens when we have sex why why didn't he experience more of being a woman <laughs> there's more to us than just that absolutely god well and it's you know he wasn't able to reveal that while he was a woman he had yeah. to become a man again in exactly. order to reveal that truth yeah that one's interesting and it's sort of it's so very brief like i, I don't yeah. even know if i fully told the story yet because it's so short that it just doesn't even come up with a full episode. Yeah, those are the only those are the only facts I've researched into because I just want to know more. But I'm yeah. so fascinated because, but that's the thing with myths. Like you could just take something and run with it because there's so many versions of it already that you could create your own episode and just go into the life of Tiresias as a woman, and you could do it through a female voice. Then I think it's a good idea. <laughs> You can create a story. (laughs) But yeah, I do. I think it's an important part of, it's an important thing to have a male transitioning into a woman. But I feel like there's not enough context of himself as a woman for it to be 
really not important but obviously it's still important but just more effective (laughs) yeah no I agree and Mm. it's interesting because it's such a minor part of his life whereas he was known for being such an important prophet in so many Mm. stories so intelligent yeah and he's you know he's vital in so many different really important stories like Mm. Oedipus and uh I'm gonna forget other ones but lots (laughs) yeah is he in Odysseus as well Odysseus goes to see him in the in the underworld yes yeah 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 and it's yeah so it's like that also never really seems to come up it's sort of an afterthought like oh yeah there was that time that he was transformed into a woman and then he was transformed Mm -hmm. back um one thing I do always enjoy though is that I forget if which direction the transformation happened because of this but it one one of his transformations happened because he saw two snakes having sex oh my gosh yeah (laughs) And so it was like either he saw two snakes having sex, so he was transformed into a woman, or he saw them and he was transformed back into a man. But either way, it was because he witnessed snakes fucking. I mean, <laughs> well, we better be careful next time we go to the zoo. That's all I'm saying. Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, if I could experience just being a man for a day, and then, yeah, I would do it. Try it. Yeah. I think we all should. Well, absolutely. I think you get a whole different you know understanding yeah of the world yeah definitely i think men should experience being women for a day even more so but yeah i think yeah <laughs> but i don't think they'd be able to cope that well really i think we'd no. see right through them <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're not prepared for it there is like i like the story of um Callisto and diana oh yes so when um zeus appeared as artemis and seduced Callisto as Artemis because Callisto was such you know she looked up to Artemis and she was in love with her she absolutely adored her and she looked up to her like a high priestess and just to see that love like that's why I interpreted them as an actual couple because I wanted to see that happen I didn't actually want Zeus to come into it at all and I I never really draw Zeus because I feel like there's been enough of him we've had enough (laughs) give everyone else a chance but yeah I really like them as a couple (laughs) and I just want to see them thriving I just want to create a new myth where they are like the lesbian power couple yeah I feel that way too I think that they have a really lovely story that's then ruined by everything else yeah I know it's so sad there's so many everything he ruins everything there's so many beautiful paintings of them two together that you just kind of think oh they probably did (laughs) it probably did happen at one point yeah yeah and artemis never punished her and everyone lived happily ever after and yeah she was never turned into a bear that didn't happen maybe after her death so that the you know constellation can still exist but it was after a natural death after a good long time good long life yeah oh but yeah i don't know who who's your favorite who would you say your favorite character i mean i think uh, i along with so many other people was so affected by the song of achilles yeah that i developed a love for patroclus that i didn't have before <laughs> yes he's everyone's favorite like himbo that's my new favorite word at the moment He's just, I mean, and it's that book, right? It's so, it's that yeah. book more than it is anything that's said in the Iliad. 
but mm-hmm. it just depicts him as the most wonderful man and you just yeah. want everything good to happen to him and nothing horrible ever to happen to him and you want Achilles to be nicer and a better yeah. boyfriend <laughs> I know they could definitely make a movie I don't know why they haven't done oh that oh my yet. god no and instead yeah. Troy has Achilles and Patroclus as cousins which makes me uh. <laughs> angrier than I could ever say oh <laughs> Yeah. cousins oh why what it's is gross. so bad it's just yeah it makes them cousins and patroclus is like really young it's like his like baby cousin who achilles is like watching over in that movie it's so gross no i don't like that we don't like no. that no no and even <laughs> but- even in the mythology even if you ignore their relationship as so many translators and mythologers do like they're mm-hmm. still not cousins <laughs> yeah no don't do it don't be weird exactly they're not related no matter what exactly because people are going to be watching that after reading the book and they're like what like this is weird this is going down a different route this is not what we wanted (laughs) the myth of hyacinthus and Mm -hmm. apollo when he turned oh my gosh yeah yes oh which is god so tragic i love that, that one but it's so oh sad. i love it too that was one of the first ones that i really like fell in love with and i love hyacinthus like he's one of my favorites because he's everyone's favorite like he is the it boy like everyone yeah. wants to get with hyacinthus and yeah just learning about those flowers and like knowing where they come from and my grandmother actually um she's a flower expert and she always used to sprout these stories of like where they come from, where the names come from. So it's quite nice to share that knowledge with her to be like, yeah. oh, this came from ancient Greece sort of thing. But yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, to have that connection. Yeah, yeah, that story. I love it. I mean, I also think it's one of I mean, there are definitely a few, but it's one of the ones where no matter who um is telling the story and how homophobic they are they can't get away from the fact that that they had like a real and true romance and they were simply in love and there's nothing else you can take from it there's no way to like you know walk your way around it or anything it's like no Mm -hmm. no apollo and hyacinthus were in love yeah and there's real you know there's real emotion in it as well there's real jealousy between men real Mm -hmm. you know and that's really interesting because you'd, you'd never really talk about men's emotions in that kind of way towards sexuality and sex. Yeah, that's so true. So it's Among, amongst, amongst other men anyway, like yeah. within Greek mythology. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is, I think it's rare in general. So to mm-hmm. have that, yeah, where it's, they have a very, very human relationship with yeah. its jealousies and its complexities and I mean, less so with the horrifying death, but... Yeah. I mean, Apollo is one of the gods that I literally just think, why? Why are you doing this? Because you have so much potential (laughs) of being like like Dionysus. But to be honest, we need need those guys, really, don't we? And he's proud to be by, and I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's just, you know, loves who he loves at any given time. And he's kind of like Zeus, where you'll just have sex with anyone. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. No. And, you know, Apollo's a little less horrific. So that's something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a bit nicer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got like Hestia and Athena as well. Now, I think Athena 
I read that she used to have like consorts, female and male consorts. And I think Athena could possibly have had more of a sexuality than we know. What do you think? Interesting. I haven't I haven't done that much digging on her for that mm-hmm. reason, but that would be really interesting too. Mm-hmm. Um because I'd love to know more about that. I mean, it's so mm-hmm. hard with those ones similar to Artemis to know you know what was really believed back then if you were to talk to yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. I know it's difficult with that um that threesome of women, Artemis, Athena and Hestia the virgins but yeah that's why i kind of did my salabets poster to kind of give explanation towards why they might be celibate because celibacy is a choice for yourself not for anybody else to you know you nobody can tell you to be celibate or like force you into doing that so i kind of wanted to give them a voice and a reason to to tell people why they are so like hestia I find she's quite an interesting character with she's asexual. She's a virgin. She doesn't have sex with anybody in the myths, but she um, expresses maternal instincts by helping people on earth. Like she's kind of like this mother who's not a mother at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. She is such a a mother goddess without that literal understanding yeah. of it. Mm. I think it's important to sort of address all the different ways we could understand those characters because we don't really know, you know, and not that there is necessarily a truth because they're fiction and based around, you know, so much history and so many things changed over so many years. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I feel bad calling them fiction because I desperately want them not to be, but. (sighs) Yeah. I know. Well, I I honestly just think of them as being real beings (laughs) because it just makes living life so much nicer. Like you just kind of have an explanation for everything. Yeah, no, it's true. And I do. I kind of feel that way until I'm trying to like, I guess, sort of understand it in a more finite way, because I just I feel like I have to wrap my head around how um, one of them would be or the different versions over time I have I have to do so much of that that I I think I end up having to fall onto them being fictional but in my Mm -hmm. heart of hearts they are not and in the way that I you know think of these stories they are definitely not because yeah you know I I think about them and the way their personalities would be and the way their interactions would be and yeah uh I could think about I them forever, clearly. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm researching um, Welsh gods and goddesses at the moment. So I'm oh, looking into the, those deities. And I've got this really amazing book. Oh, I can't find it somewhere. But um, it gives you um, like a brief of how to set up a shrine for them. Um, so when you're going through each god and goddess, they tell you like what what items to leave out and like what pictures to hang up to like summon them. And I just can't wait to start like a little shrine because I've never ever been like that religious or anything. But just to have that in my room and just to kind of think like those are gods and goddesses that were on this land because I am quite I'm quite patriotic and I just love yeah. being Welsh. So just to have that would be so nice. And I think that Welsh mythology is not really well it's not really taught in schools you kind of learn it in primary schools so when you're from the age of like five to ten sometimes and then sometimes it'll come up in come up in welsh class but um i think 
looking through those would be really interesting and kind of giving them more of a personality because there are some really fierce women in Welsh mythology. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. That must be so nice to have that um, sort of history and mythology to, to have, yeah, to take on from your own country yeah it, it, it's amazing it's pretty nuts to be honest but it is quite yeah. it is quite similar to greek mythology there are similar topics which goes to show that mythology we we all have this shared sense of mythology in these certain beings absolutely i mean it's all yeah. universal what i wanted to say was i want to make medusa the face of change now she's Ooh. gonna be the icon she is I, I did an illustration last week, a couple of weeks ago, of her taking a snooze during lockdown, and then oh, one that. of her one of her snakes telling her to get it, get the fuck up, because <laughs> it's time. Like I feel like we should take her and take her from that idea of her being a victim, and now really showing her as kind of the force that's battling against this patriarchy. Yeah, well, she's the protectress, so it suits. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, what a queen! Yeah, she, her, uh, your illustration of her with the Me Too badge, um, is like the one of the highlights of my living room. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> she's a bad bitch. She's in many people's living rooms now. I always like yeah. like to put on the card like, hope she brings you bad bitch energy because that is it. <laughs> yeah, that is her, and I love it. Yeah. I love the way she's kind of constantly being reimagined lately. It's she yeah. seems to have a resurgence every couple of weeks even it's great yeah i know i love it but yeah that's yeah. that's the main thing of like taking these female characters like i mean she is a gorgon so she is technically kind of like creature monster yeah but, in some indications it's odd with yeah. her you never know but yeah but that is like how men consider women sometimes they did these creatures that they can't understand so to have her as like the face of change would be amazing Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. That was so much fun. And I've always wanted to kind of expand upon the way I tell these stories um, to people who know more than me or have just different uh, insights into these things. So mm -hmm. I'm so glad I got to talk to you. Thanks so much, Liv. Honestly, it's been such a pleasure. I've had so much fun. Thank you all so much for listening to that. I really hope you enjoyed it. You should make sure that you follow Mary on Instagram. It's at Myths and Tits. I will put it in the description of this podcast. She is such a joy. Her art is so incredible. I absolutely love it. I have so many of her pieces up around my apartment. Could not be a bigger fan. So make sure you check her out. And thank you all. You're the best. I am Liv and I love this shit. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com.